Hi, welcome back to the Teach English in China podcast. This is episode ten, and the topic is about job interviews. Last episode, we discussed things you need to know for the job application step and process. And if you have been shortlisted as a potential candidate, the next step will be an interview. If any employer does not conduct an interview, it probably means that the school or company is either too small, or they may have some other issues, which I would be cautious about working with them. Of course, there are exceptions, but it's、uh, a general rule. Anyway, interview is a very, very important step, as you know, and there are some different practices in China as well, which many applicants. Uh, who have not been to China most likely would not know. So today we'll explore questions include、uh, how do most employers in China conduct their interviews?、Uh, how should an applicant prepare for a face-to-face -face or a distant interview, be it via audio or video?、Uh, what are some do's and don'ts in in the China context? And What do interviews look for? So today I have the pleasure to discuss these questions with uh, an uh, American teacher,、uh, a native New Yorker, Dave, who has been living in China for nearly ten years, and he will be able to share with you some firsthand experience and practical tips in the crucial process of you getting hired. Dave has rich teaching experience in college classes, young learners classes, and、uh, corporate training as well. He has also been holding management roles for which he has interviewed many applicants who are looking for English teaching positions in China too. Dave is one of the most dedicated and conscientious teachers that I have known, and he is. Always very well prepared for every lesson and presentation. In short, he is a true professional. So, welcome, Dave. <laughs> Thank you, Min. I'm very glad to be here. <laughs> so, you know, you know, since you've been in China for、uh, quite a few years and you have so much experience, and I thought for this、uh, topic of interview, you'd be a perfect person to have a discussion with. Yeah, sure.、Um, I'm, I'll be very happy to、uh, share any of my experiences and to give any advice or suggestions. Great. So,、um, Dave, could you、uh, first briefly describe what you do currently? Yeah, sure.、Um, I am the education manager for Language Leader,、um, a training company, and my work basically involves implementing and executing. English learning curriculums、uh, with a focus in two major areas.、Uh, we focus on Cambridge English qualifications, and as you mentioned before, we do corporate language trainings.、Uh, so far,、uh, we've had a 99% success rate for students who go through our programs, and our corporate clients have all given us really good recommendations as well.、Uh, we're listed as English training suppliers for companies such as. FAW, VW, Continental, and Samsung, and、uh, it's challenging work.、Uh, but at the end of the day, I always feel a great sense of achievement.、Um, I just really love working with passionate colleagues who view their work as a calling instead of just a job.
Yeah, I, I think this is so crucial. <laughs> it, it, if they don't have the passion in this work, it's very likely that they will fail uh, one way or another. So you just mentioned that uh, for your company, um, you do have a lot of success. And I'd imagine uh, it's mainly because the, the teachers that you hired, um, is that, would that be fair to say? Uh, yes, uh, it's part of our um, strategy. Uh, we definitely do um, look for a good qualified teachers. Um, in addition, we also make sure to, that the resources that we use are, uh, are up to date. Um, and then of course, uh, preparation is, is definitely key. Yeah, I completely agree. So um, mm -hmm. I, I know that uh, in these few years, you, you probably, uh, you, you hired quite a few people and you probably personally did a lot of interviews, right? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you know, yourself being an American, I, I think uh, it, it's different from a lot of Chinese employers uh, who, you know, with their HR department, probably a lot of times they're the HR department, uh, the people who conduct interviews, they are, you know, native Chinese. So uh, as far as you know, um, what are some common ways that these Chinese employers conduct their interviews? Is it mostly face-to-face uh, -face or is it mostly distant uh, interviews? Well, um, I think it depends on whether or not you're in-country or out of the country. Um, if you're in-country, the most common way is still um, a face-to-face -face interview. Uh, if you're out of the country, then interviews are usually over the phone or through through Skype. Um, other other differences are that for teaching jobs in China, uh, one round of interviews is usually the norm, um, according to what I know. Uh, candidates also don't need to go through multiple interviews, um, nor do they need to face a panel of interviewers. Um, I know sometimes an employer might ask candidates to send a brief video introduction along with their CV or their resume. And uh, this is actually a practice that we've started to do at our own company as well. Mm, yeah, I, I, I actually personally prefer that approach too. It, can, it kind of saves a lot of time, right? As the initial screening process. Yes, that's, that's definitely it, yep. Yeah. So uh, would you say that for applicants who are already present in the local area um, have more advantage in terms of being selected, being more likely being selected as the, 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 the potential candidates for interviews rather than the ones who are out of town, even if they're in China as, uh, also, but if they're not in the city? Um, do you think a lot of employers prefer to interview the ones who are already in town, even if their qualifications otherwise are not as good? Uh, that's an interesting question, Ming. Um, I think it does depend on the actual area that we're talking about. Um, for example, if we're talking about Shanghai or Beijing, where pretty much uh, you, there's a strong competition and the quality of teachers there are are pretty high. Um, I don't think there's uh, any advantage. Mm -hmm. um, but 
in in other areas where perhaps the demand the supply of teachers is probably not as high the person who is already in country might have an advantage mm, yeah I, I think that's a good point yeah it it varies from location to location depending on right. what what kind of yeah pool of people they already have in the area okay right. so um as we know, you know, right now in China, this uh, supply of foreign teachers are still kind of low in, in, in relation to demand. So I, I think uh, my personal experience is that a lot of the interviews are still distant interviews, right? It, um, most candidates are not in your area already. Um, so well. What do you think to you, what are some major differences between a face-to-face -face interview and a audio or video interview? Well, um, although face-to-face -face interviews are becoming more and more outdated, um, I, I tend to prefer these types of interviews uh, because a more personal connection can be made on both sides. Um, nonverbal behavior can be more readily observed and also there's more just more spontaneity uh, during, <laughs> yeah a face-to-face -face yeah. interview yeah um, I feel that having to have having have having that direct eye-to-eye -eye contact um, is important uh, for me at least and I feel it helps the candidate as well um, many people are just unable to you know, acquit, this, acquit themselves well on video. And I'm definitely one of those people. If you put a camera on me, I get all stiff and I get <laughs> a little bit unnatural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, I, I totally agree with you. It's just uh, uh, being with somebody face-to-face, -face, it, it's a different, totally different dynamic from, you know, seeing somebody <laughs> on camera. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Okay, well, let's go to this question. So for face-to-face -face interviews, um, what would you suggest that applicants bring with them besides, you know, their, uh, of course, nowadays, they probably don't need to bring a hard copy of the CV or, or cover letter, but um, anything else you would recommend applicants bring with them to supplement? Well, um, I, I recommend bring a pad and, and a pen to jot down notes. Mm. Um, I, I feel that this shows, you know, your preparedness, uh, your professionalism. Um, also to stand out from other candidates, um, if you're not required to give a mini lesson during the interview, I would also recommend bring a, a sample lesson plan that you prepared. Um, this is what I did uh, for my current job Mm -hmm. And I can tell it really impressed my manager. You, mm -hmm. you know, like we say in school, show your work, you know, right. pretend it's math class and, <laughs> and show your work. Yeah. This, that's, um, I, I think that, that would is be a great a idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's definitely, yeah, it, that's a very great idea, Dave. Yeah. I mean, yeah, besides showing professionalism, also you can showcase a little bit of your, your teaching approach and, and mainly the, 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 the professionalism, I think. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, anything else um, applicants should pay special attention to during this face-to-face -face interaction? 
Well, uh, in China, uh, things tend to be a little bit more relaxed for interviews. Mm -hmm. And um, candidates are not expected to come in dressed in a you know, suit and tie. Yeah, you know, um, this is something I was going to get into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So would you... You know, okay. but that being... Right, go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to say, you know, that being said, um, it's still a, a big turnoff, you know, when people show up in jeans and sneakers. Yeah. Um, my, my recommendation is, you know, stay professional, look the part. Um, I would just recommend following a business casual dress code. Mm -hmm. You know, right. this is something that uh, resounds with me a lot because I, I you know, in, in, we've, we've come across a lot of foreigners in, in China that they either, I, I, I don't know how to put it, but they either kind of felt that, oh, since most Chinese don't dress up, then, you know, why should I do it? And uh, and and I've I've come across many foreigners that dress so casually. You know, they they have these like hoodies and <laughs> sneakers and <laughs> right. in in classroom or in during the interview. And that's just I, I to me I think, um, you know, the interviewers they they don't dress up dress up. It's 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 their problem. But you know, like you said, they have to applicants have to look the part. <laughs> so right. and and also I feel that. It's uh, if foreign teachers don't dress up, you know, somewhat formal or like you said, business casual, it, it just perpetuates this stereotype that a lot of foreigners don't take their job seriously here. You know, they're just here for mm -hmm. fun for a year or whatever, then leave. So um, mm -hmm. do you find that? Do you have that feeling, too? I, I yeah, that that could definitely be one of the um, reasons. Um, even though that person might be very dedicated, but, you know, if other people are not, you know, playing the part, they're not dressing the part, they're not mm -hmm. being professional, it impacts that dedicated professional. Right. Um, and right. I agree. And, yeah. and it kind of affects the, the impression that Chinese people have on, on foreign teachers as a whole group. You know, sometimes uh, I think right. it does that. Okay, so what about um, during this conversation, uh, what about uh, how uh, candidates can address uh, the, the interviewers? Should they, would you recommend that they address them by their surnames and then say, you know, Ms. Wang or, or Mr. Or something, even if right. they, would you, do, would you suggest that, do, that they do that? Um, this is really funny um, because <laughs> Chinese names and English names are, are different. Mm -hmm. uh, what, I, what I do is I actually ask if they have an English name. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I would just call them by their English name. Uh -huh. that's, that's, okay. that's what I do. Um, mm -hmm. if, if they don't have an English name, then I would just try to, you know, pronounce the name that they gave me. Mm. Right. Yeah. And do you find um, that many Chinese um, people feel comfortable talking to foreign teachers? I mean, like uh, in more of a natural way, like uh, during the interview, do you find that a lot of these interviewers are comfortable with what they're saying or sometimes they struggle with what they are trying to express? 
well, it does vary. I I feel mm-hmm. um, a lot of the companies now are definitely getting more professional, and the interviewers' own English ability um, is is improving a lot. Um, I feel perhaps in the past uh, that may be true, mm-hmm. uh, but I things seem to be changing now, and I feel they they really want to find out about that that teacher. They want to know more. They want to you know see if their quality uh, matches their um, experiences and their their qualifications. Um, so that aspect of the interview, I feel, is currently. Changing in China. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, just within this this past ten years that I've been back, and I, I've seen a lot of changes too in in this uh, English teaching landscape uh, in China. So, which I, I think is heading to towards a uh, a more healthy uh, and more professional direction. Um, right. So it, it's it's good. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, let, I think so. Let's let's go back to this uh, other um, way of doing interview for like a distant interview. I, I think it may be quite common, as we say, a lot of candidates are not in the area or they're even you know in their home country. So this has to be done via uh, Skype or whatever other tools. Um, when doing a distant interview, uh, what kind of audio or video platforms? Do most Chinese employers use nowadays?、Uh, the most common is probably still Skype,、um, but I'm starting to see、uh, WeChat starting to be used as、um, starting to be used more as well.、Mm-hmm. Um, so it's either Skype or WeChat at the moment. I feel. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think for for those、um, listeners who are not familiar with WeChat, is a、uh, You know, we、uh, W E C we chat. Basically, that's the name of the app, which is a hugely popular app, chatting app in China. And actually, I think the functions are pretty good too, like for audio and video、uh, functions. So, so be prepared that the employers might ask you to to download this app and use this.、Um, so, for for uh, a video uh, interview, what Um, would you recommend applicants prepare、uh, other than you know the standard things that they would do for a face-to-face interview?、Uh, well,、um, first of all, definitely test your internet connection.、Mm. Uh, make sure it's stable. <laughs>、right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's very um, important. Um,、uh, test your mic. You know, make sure it's static-free. It's it's loud enough,、mm-hmm. and then. I would also say, dress as if you were doing a face-to-face interview. Right.、Um, that a video interview feels less formal,、um, but I I wouldn't let that affect your dress. So I would <laughs>、right. pretend as if right, it's still you know doing a face-to-face interview.、Mm. Um, other things、uh, definitely choose a quiet place、mm-hmm. uh, with a with a nice background. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and just make sure that you're not going to be distracted, you know,、right. for the interviews a lot of time. Right.、Um, lighting, you know, make sure it's bright enough so that your face can be clearly seen. Hmm.、Uh, to 
to tell you a funny story, Ming. Yeah. I actually had a person do a Skype interview totally in the dark. Uh, total darkness. <laughs> and uh, she said her boyfriend was asleep and didn't want oh. to disturb him. Uh, during the interview, oh. her boyfriend snoring could be heard. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> needless oh, to say, this... that person didn't get hired. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that, that just, a lot of time, this kind of things really make me think, you know, what for these, these type of people, I doubt they would be able to find, a, a, you know, a, a okay job in their own country, let alone, you know, in, in a yeah. foreign country, because I'd imagine they do this things the same way uh, back home too right because that i mean <laughs> that's it's just such a sign of lacking common sense <laughs> right uh, yeah I, I, it, it reminds me of when, when i did an interview once and there's this uh, this this uh, man who had to take like two phone calls during the interview and then after the first phone call i already kind of wanted to you know, just end the interview right. right then because you know which one is more important so right. but anyway yeah same thing I, I i didn't of course didn't give him another chance but yeah anyway um that's a good point. your your cell phone should be off you know we're right. muted yeah <laughs> yeah or at least just put in another room or, or put it you know silent mode or something that's right yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so uh so, so for this for a video interview would you uh recommend that applicants also prepare something like um uh some tools some classroom tools that uh they can show the interviewers how they conduct their lesson well uh through skype through wechat uh it's very easy to send documents mm -hmm. so yeah, definitely. Why not? Um, this this mm. is your chance to, right. to really show what you can do. Right. So I I think that's definitely good advice. Well, what about for those who don't have any actual classroom experience yet? You, you know, as we know, a lot of the um, foreigners that come to China to teach actually they prior to coming here they do do not have any teaching experience. Uh, what would you recommend? this group of people do to show that they will be able to at least learn fast enough? Uh-huh. Well, for any, everybody starts, you know, at the beginning. So when you're at that point, then just definitely go through your, your training. Well, what did you do in your training? Mm -hmm. um, show perhaps during your training, you could go through some of the uh, sample materials that you used, do some kind of a mock lesson plan. Mm -hmm. um, anything like that, I think, would definitely be able to show an employer that you're serious um, and, right. and you, you're prepared, you're you know, willing to, to do the job. Right, yeah, it, that, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, to me, I feel that um, the most important thing is, is, this, is the one, one person's attitude. And, you know, in terms of skills, they can learn, but if they don't have a good attitude, that's kind of hard to to, to change. And I, I doubt yeah. anybody who doesn't have a good attitude will, you know, translate into great skills in classrooms. Yes, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let me go to the um, 
interview questions part. So, um, you know, we have those the standard questions about their education experience or, or work experience, but uh, what, what uh, questions do you think are the most crucial ones, the, the critical ones that they should do their best to, to, to provide uh, a really great answer to? All right. Well, this is a, a great question, Ming. And yeah. I think each person will probably answer this differently depending on mm -hmm. who you ask. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, it's probably, probably just due to different company cultures, um, right. different interviewer personalities and so forth. Um, but personally, um, I don't focus so much on the generic questions such mm -hmm. as tell me about yourself, what are your mm -hmm. strengths and weaknesses, um, I tend to focus on three major areas. Um, the first, I like to find out if this person is driven. Um, is this person going to keep going when things get tough? So the question I focus on is why? Why did mm -hmm. you decide to become a teacher? Mm -hmm. Right? And this is where I want to see their passion for, uh, for teaching. Mm -hmm. And you'll, you'll just be amazed with how many people respond simply by saying, oh, it just kind of fell into my lap. <laughs> Teaching English would be a way to help pay for my expenses when I travel around China. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> right. So this question, I think, tells a lot about this person's drive and dedication to the job. Mm -hmm. um, a second area that I ask about is their own teaching philosophy and to provide examples of how they apply it in the classroom. Um, I feel this question lets me know the kind of standards that he or she would follow when preparing for classes. Mm -hmm. And it's also another question that many candidates fumble and they can't truly articulate it. Um, they either go off topic through wordy rambling responses or they just kind of give a super generic answer such as you know everybody deserves a chance to learn <laughs> right. Um, right. so you know answering in cliches or just mm. giving unclear answers probably means that the candidates preparation involves just downloading worksheets from the internet Mm -hmm. Or they will just, you know, zoom through a textbook without having any kind of strategy to help the learner truly master the material. Right. Yeah. So that's the uh, second area I kind of look at. Mm -hmm. um, the last one, the third area is, does the candidate stay current uh, with mm -hmm. uh, learning approaches and um, learning about their own learning style? Right. Uh, so I often... Yeah, um, I often ask, how do you usually learn new things and what strategies or approaches do you employ? Uh, tell me about a continuing education course or workshop or training that you felt really benefited you. Mm. Um, so I, I look for people who know and understand that lifelong learning and continuous improvement is what a professional does. Um, I, you know, as a teacher, as a manager, I believe that to be a good teacher, you must first be a good student. Right. That's what I think. This is such a great point, Dave. I, I, I think, um, yeah, it's just, 
it, it sometimes it it bothers me a lot that the teachers some teachers they they feel that they're they they have their ways set already you know for one decade or two decades and they don't want to change and they feel that they already mastered the best ways to 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 teach in the classrooms and you know that they, they never want to look at anything new or you know mm. be it researchers or are open to uh, ideas that are different from theirs and i think those that's just that just shows that they they are not you know we 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 know that knowledge evolves and and we keep discover new things and nothing will stay current forever so if they they're not willing to learn new things most likely it means that they're not so effective in the classroom um so yeah this is a great point i i i know you you personally do a lot of uh learning continuous learning I, so <laughs> i love learning <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> yeah. yeah i just It's, love learning new things yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right so um it Okay, so I, I think a lot of people already know the the common questions, interview questions. I, I think some for for you, uh, you you probably you know you're more astute and you ask these uh, questions. But a lot of Chinese employers may just ask those standard questions, right? Um, right. But which I think it's fine too, and um, candidates can just make sure that they. Uh, They have they provide authentic and you know like you said not cliche answers to these questions.、Mm -hmm. All right. Yes,、okay. definitely. Just just be yourself and be honest. Yeah, be yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think that will, that will come through、um, if you're just being genuine. Sure, it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even if it's different culture and the the language difference and all that.、Um, mm -hmm. All right. So. Okay, let, let's、um, let's talk about the, you know, speaking of culture, there are a significant、um, differences between culture and culture. So,、um, in a lot of times, even even as you said,、um, in China, a lot of、uh, Chinese employers or interviewers they're getting more knowledgeable, and the language skills, the English language skills are. Becoming better, but I think sometimes there are still、um, misunderstanding、um, mm -hmm. due to the, the the cultural differences. So if if let's say an, a candidate doesn't understand what interviewers really mean,、uh, what would you suggest that they do? Yeah, this is this is tough.、Uh, cultural barriers. <laughs> Yeah,、um, language barriers.、Um, it it can be really awkward, and my suggestion is to just ask about the employer, about the interviewer, before the interview occurs.、Uh, find out if they are a native speaker or not,、um, and and then if you find out that they are not a native speaker, if this situation does happen and you truly don't understand. Then I I think a polite request just to have them clarify their question would be appropriate.、Um, I don't see anything wrong with that.、Mm -hmm. um, another thing that you could possibly do is in your follow up thank you letter, perhaps you could even ask for another opportunity to 
clarify your answer, you know, and mm -hmm. have them perhaps send you the, the question and then you would um, take that opportunity to answer it. Mm -hmm. um, my, my other advice is just do your best. Um, don't show frustration or any other negative emotions. Uh, who knows, you know, maybe the employer is purposely testing your emotional <laughs> intelligence, you know, uh, to see if you're going to be easily rattled when you know, right. put into an uncomfortable situation. Um, you know, so yeah, it's this is this is definitely hard to um, get over or to <laughs> you know to to overcome. Right. But just managing your own emotions, I think, would definitely help you get through it. That that is such a great advice, Dave. I think actually we said I think it's completely true that it, since you know these teachers will be dealing with Chinese students whose English language competency is usually low, and there's going to be a lot of situations like this that misunderstanding or or not understanding the students, and and if 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 the candidate seems to be easily frustrated and then you know employers can only assume that they would do the same thing in classrooms <laughs> if right. they did this during interview yeah, yeah. managing their emotions great advice <laughs> um all right uh so as we know you know in china a lot of the uh, people, foreigners here who are trying to get teaching jobs are not native speakers, but, you know, have good mm -hmm. qualifications and all that. For, for this group of people, uh, mm -hmm. during the interview process, what, what would you, uh, any particular suggestions that, for, for them? Well, uh, I feel that non-native speakers are sometimes even better candidates uh, because they've actually gone through the process of learning English as a second language, um, they know what it's like and they could identify the potential pitfalls. Um, however, that being said, uh, I feel that uh, having a heavy accent uh, would be a turnoff for many employers um, just because of the marketplace itself. Um, the, the students, um, the clients um, who are taking these classes, they're, they are expecting you know, so-called proper English, you know, mm -hmm. um, they, these students and these clients, they're already speaking with a Chinese accent. So they don't want a teacher who couldn't correct their own accent. Right. Um, so I think being a non-native speaker is definitely okay. Um, but also try to make sure that your, your own accent is more international, let's say. Um, yeah. And not have not be so heavy um another suggestion is just you know have higher teaching qual teaching qualifications um mm. that would definitely help as well yeah yeah i've come across quite a few applicants you know with like linguistics degrees either bachelors or masters or masters in tesol and all that i think those mm. are definitely uh some qualifications that make them stand out um, but mm. as you say, yeah, as long as their accent is is not so <laughs> so obvious and and or even to the point of uh, affecting understanding, so right. just yeah, as long as they have they have just minimal um, foreign sounding accents, that should be okay. Um, okay. All right, so 
I think we've discussed a lot of um, questions already. Uh, is there anything that you would like to share and that I haven't asked? Well, um, at the end of uh, an interview, it's, there's always that opportunity where you can ask your own questions. So I would remind you know, everyone to really take advantage of this. Mm -hmm. And because uh, you, you, you're in a different country, you're in a different culture, um, to use this opportunity to really find out if you're going to enjoy teaching there. Um, have a list of questions prepared you know, ahead of time. Um, just some examples, you know, good questions to ask could be something like, um, why is this position open? <laughs> uh, if, the, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, uh, if the employer indicates that teachers are leaving, this might be a warning sign, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, if the employer is saying that they're expanding, then that's probably a, a good sign. Yeah. Um, you can also ask questions about support. Um, what kind of support should you expect uh, from the company? Mm -hmm. um, are there opportunities for professional or social interactions among colleagues? Uh, things like that. Um, definitely ask about the school. Uh, mm -hmm. What challenges are they currently facing? What are their goals? Um, find out about their, um, their discipline uh, plans, you know. Uh, what kind of school discipline plan do they have in place? So you have an idea of what's expected from from you. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that being said, a lot of times uh, people tend to get ahead of themselves. Um, so don't put yourself <laughs> ahead of the school, right? Right. Avoid questions about what you you will get out of the job. So you know, avoid you know those salary questions, benefits time off. Uh, don't ask about special favors, uh, such as extra days off or even being able to have a late start. All of that, uh, you will have time after you are offered the job. So stay focused on first finding out if you and your potential employer would be a good fit. Um, and so that's, that's what I would also add. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think also by asking these questions also shows that the, the candidates uh, have has done uh, enough research about the potential employer, right? It, it just, it means that, that they are pretty serious about trying to work there uh, right. rather than just uh, a generic preparation for every possible employer. That's true. Yes, yeah. that's very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like you said, if... if if they can, if they write down these questions on their notepad, <laughs> probably be even better. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's great, Dave. Thank you so much for talking to me today. And uh, I think uh, a lot of our listeners will benefit a lot from your advice and suggestions. Um, if anyone wants to connect with you, uh, where, what's a good place to find you? Uh, well, uh, you could just contact me through email. Um, it's Dave, my first name, D-A-V-E, uh -huh. uh, at rltraining.cn. Okay, great. R so, like Robert. Yep. All right. So um, Dave at rltraining.org? Uh, uh, C-N. 
That's the end. Okay, sorry. All right. So, That's the um, end, right. yeah, maybe you know, if you have some uh, opportunities, right, uh, for for people, they they could uh, uh, look for you too. Sure. Right. Yeah, we're we're constantly on the lookout for good qualified <laughs> teachers. For qualified <laughs> ones, yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. Um, thank you so much, and uh, I'll include your your uh, contact information in in the show note. And I'll look forward to talk to you again. All right. Thanks for having me, Min. All right. Bye, Dave. <laughs> Bye. All right. So I think Dave gave us a lot of practical pointers and great advice in terms of how to better prepare for an interview and therefore better chance to getting hired. So to summarize what Dave has uh, uh, said, um, here are some key takeaways. Um, first of all, uh, in terms of the general um, situation in China, there's usually just one round of interview. Um, and in mega cities like Shanghai or Beijing, being in the city already may not necessarily be an advantage as it might be uh, for smaller cities. And number two, in terms of uh, common ways that China employer conduct interviews, uh, both face-and-face and distant interviews are used in China, although distant, uh, meaning video interviews, have become more and more common. Uh, in terms of uh, interview questions, and the most critical uh, questions that you should do your best to provide answers to include questions to show your passion in teaching and personal teaching philosophy, uh, whether or not you stay current with knowledge and practice lifelong learning, and do not give generic or cliché answers. Next one, uh, for face-to-face -face interviews, uh, in terms of what you should bring with you, uh, Dave suggests that you bring uh, a, a pen and a notepad so that you can jot down notes and show employers that, uh, that you possess professionalism. And also, uh, more importantly, uh, if, if you are not required to do a lesson demo, a sample lesson plan would really impress your potential employer. And last note uh, on this uh, topic, even though most Chinese people dress casually, um, Dave advice uh, Dave uh, suggests that candidates should still follow at least a business casual dress code. Uh, for a distant interview, uh, mostly it happens via video, um, and Skype is still a common platform, uh, but a very popular Chinese app called WeChat, W-E-C-H-A-T, has become more and more prevalent. You may want to download the app uh, preemptively. And 
in order to make sure your video interview uh, goes smoothly um, and leave a good impression for the employers, that you should make sure you have one good internet connection, two a clean and a quiet background, three great lighting so they can see your face clearly. And four, dress as if you are doing a face-to-face -face interview. Lastly, do not have anything that may distract you during the interview, which is a real turn-up for a lot of interviewers. And next, uh, when you during the interview, if uh, at any point you seem to not understand what the interviewers really mean due to any cultural differences or uh, their language, English language competency, what you should do is um, ask politely for them to clarify or follow up in a thank you letter afterwards. Even though Chinese employers' um, English language abilities have improved a lot in recent years, um, but it sometimes still happens. But make sure you manage your emotions and avoid any frustrations, as this may translate into your classroom teaching as well. At least uh, um, it may be perceived this way by the potential employers. And the next uh, point uh, for non-native speaker applicants, as long as your foreign accent is minimal, Actually, um, your being an English learner as well, um, it may be an advantage, if you, especially if you possess language teaching-related qualifications, uh, like a linguistics or TESOL degree. And uh, you can also include a video um, of your teaching for your potential employers. This is one of the points that we brought up in, in the previous episode when I was discussing with the Lawrence. And for those who do not have any actual teaching experience yet, you can use some mock uh, lesson plans that you did during your training. And the final point uh, Dave made was that you make sure you do your research about the company or school beforehand. And at the end of the interview, you can ask employers questions like why the vacancy exists, what the challenges and goals uh, the company has, and what sort of a discipline you'd be expecting, etc. Um, and these will show that you are very serious about trying to get the job. All right, so these are all the great points that Dave made. Uh, I, I believe it will be very helpful for, for you. So um, if you want to connect with Dave, you can send him an email. And the email address is dave, D-A-V-E, at rltraining.cn, rrobertllovetraining.cn. All right, hopefully this has been very helpful to you. And you can also leave me a message on my anchor.fm page. I'd be happy to address to your concerns.
All right. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time.